Hi, and thanks for listening to the podcast by First Christian Church of Wadsworth, Ohio. Here you can listen to scripture, sermons, and more. We hope you find it meaningful. Today's scripture is about the visit of the wise men from the book of Matthew, chapter 2, 1 to 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the wise men and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there ahead of them went the star that that they had seen at its rising, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. May God bless the hearing and the reading of God's holy word. So I have to begin today's message with a bit of a confession. Um, This sermon really didn't go where I thought it was going to go. So I read this passage from Matthew, the same passage that we read every year on the celebration of Epiphany. And I thought I would use this image of the three wise men following the star to reflect on how we find our own way. You've just begun a new year. It's a good time to think about where we're headed, and how we plan to get there. But the spirit took me in a little bit different direction. Let's just say I had my own aha or epiphany moment as I worked through today's scripture and our theme for epiphany, living in the light. So I'm going to do my best to walk you through what I discovered and how I got there. As I said, today we celebrate epiphany. We heard Val read for us the story of the three wise men from the east who followed the star to find a special king who was born so that they might bring him gifts and pay him homage. Now, technically, Epiphany is celebrated on January 6th, and it marks the last day of Christmas. But in the church, we celebrate it this Sunday, the Sunday closest to January 6th. Now, I cannot hear this story of the wise sages following the star 
without thinking about my dad, who is an amateur astronomer and astrophotographer. As a child, he introduced me to the joys of looking at the night sky. He taught me how to recognize the different constellations. He let me look through his telescope at the moon and the planets. And during our annual summer vacation to Hot Springs, Arkansas, we would lay on the dock on our backs, looking up at the night sky, it felt like for hours, trying to catch a glimpse of a shooting star, technically known as a meteor, or satellites making their way across the sky. Now when our family goes to visit my parents in rural Illinois, we cross our fingers, hoping that there'll be at least a couple of clear nights so that grandpa can take the kids out to his observatory in the backyard to look through his telescope. But even when we can't be there in person, as was the case this year, he takes photographs of the night skies and shares them with us. Just days before Christmas this year, he sent us a photograph that he took on December 21st, the night of the winter solstice of that historic conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn. Perhaps you read about this in the news. Those two largest planets in our solar system, Jupiter and Saturn, have orbits that align every 20 years or so. But because their orbits are oval-shaped and the way that they're oriented towards the sun, once in a great while, they align so closely that they appear almost as one bright object in the night sky. Now this conjunction on December 21st was so historic because the two planets haven't been this close together for 800 years. Now, you may be wondering, as I did, did a similar conjunction happen at the time of Jesus' birth in Bethlehem? Is that the bright star that guided the wise men? Of course, scientists and astronomers have researched this very question. And I hate to disappoint you, but from what I read, Johannes Kepler, a famous astronomer, investigated whether the star of Bethlehem was a great conjunction and he did calculate that one did occur in 7 BC, but that ancient great conjunction was not especially close or remarkable. Now, I don't think this fact needs to diminish the beauty and significance of this celestial event. Literally, it brought a bright spot in this dark year to be able to look up into the night sky and gaze at this brighter than normal glow of light on the horizon. Certainly, it was very exciting for those who are in the astronomy community. But for those of us who are lay people, it also is an important reminder because it gives us, I think, a sense of perspective that we are part of a much bigger universe with rhythms and patterns that can be calculated and predicted, unlike our current situation, which is rather unpredictable. 
Now, I'm guessing not many of us witnessed this historic conjunction on December 21st. I'm also guessing that not all of us have had the opportunity to view the stars and the planets through a telescope. But I would venture to guess that all of us have at one time in our life the opportunity to stare up into a clear starlit night sky. To experience for a moment that sense of being connected to a beautiful and vast universe. To feel both incredibly small and incredibly big at the same time. To feel like this insignificant speck in this massive universe and yet at the same breath to feel utterly connected and full of wonder. Our ancestors had the same experience gazing up at the night sky. The writer of Psalm 8 put the experience into words for a song. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them, mortals that you care for them, how incredible to look at the scope of all that God has created and realize despite our relatively small and fleeting lives, how much God cares for each human being. To really contemplate that reality fills one with a profound sense of awe and humility before God. The writer, Rabbi Abraham Joshua Heschel, once wrote this about wonder. We do not come upon wonder only at the climax of thinking or in observing strange, extraordinary facts, but in the startling fact that there are facts at all. Being, the universe, the unfolding, of time. So 2020 is now officially over. Can I get an amen? And our prayers are that 2021 will herald better and brighter days for the world. But one of the lessons I hope to bring into 2021 with me is a lesson that the dark days of 2020 taught me that in the face of uncertainty, sometimes the light that we are seeking is not the light of understanding and clarity and answers, but the light of wonder and worship. This is the heart of today's story about the travelers from the East, night after night, these wise men followed the star in the night sky, signaling the birth of a great king. They traveled across the desert, bearing their gifts, until at last, the star came to rest over the place where the child lay. And what happens next? The scriptures tell us that when they saw that that star had stopped, 
they were overwhelmed with joy. Another translation reads, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. This is the climactic moment of this story. The star was simply there to bring them to this moment, a moment of wonder and worship and overwhelming joy. The profound joy of this moment, the birth of Jesus, was foretold by the prophet Isaiah. In Isaiah 60, we read, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice, because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. All those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense, and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. I'm grateful that this story and the celebration of Epiphany are ushering in our new year. As I said at the outset, this isn't where I thought my sermon was headed, but this is where it ended up. So this was my aha moment. I was searching for guidance in the form of clarity and instructions that I could pass on to you. But instead, the illumination came not in the form of knowledge, but in the form of a person, a relationship, Jesus Christ. We want God's light to provide us with clarity and direction but what if God's light isn't about that? What if it isn't about knowledge so much as it is simply to receive the gift of light, the gift of Christ, with wonder and worship and joy? Now, of course, we're human, right? So we still long for some sort of guidance. We still need to find our way in this often dark and confusing world. So what a joy it is knowing that we have Jesus, our bright morning star, as he calls himself. Every morning, we can fix our eyes on Christ, who shines after the long night, just before the dawn, with the promise of a new day. As if to confirm the Spirit's message to me or to us this morning, I woke up to the following devotional in my inbox from Brother Nicholas Bartoli, which reads this. 
Saint Seraphim once said, Acquire inner peace, and thousands around you will find their salvation. Perhaps by practicing silence and stillness and fostering our awareness of Christ's light, we can welcome the grace of Christmas to each moment, the peace and the joy that we find will truly be the greatest gift of love that we can offer those around us. Over the next seven weeks, we will be offering a sermon series called Living in the Light. We will be examining passages of scripture about light, what it looks like to live in the light of God's truth and mercy and love. So, as we embark on this new year together, I hope that these reflections will help light our path forward. We look forward to gathering with you online each week for worship so that we can stop and pause and take a break from the race of life to take a moment to step back to see that bigger picture. The stars, the kneeling, the dark path, the shimmering feet, the empty hands, the bright morning star, the overwhelming joy. Amen. Thanks for checking out our podcast. If you would like to learn more about our church, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at FCC Wadsworth. If you would like to get in touch, you can email one of our pastors at sandrews at fccwadsworth.org or swest at fccwadsworth.org.